the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Arthur Idella is next on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now, your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It's Friday night, and here we are, live and local, the only live and local show on the AM dial here in New York City, listening to by millions of people, the number one live and local AM show at 6 p.m. here in New York City, and I don't do it all alone, tonight I have... My man, Alex, behind the boards. What's up, Alex? Happy Friday. We are uh, manning along here, pushing along at AM 970. How was your day today? Oh, it was busy. It was busy. I, I had a late night, and I'll talk about that in, in a couple moments. Maybe we'll – we have a really great guest coming on. We have Brock Pierce, who is uh, the chairman of the Bitcoin Foundation and one of the world's leading authorities on cryptocurrency. He's a man who ran for president of the United States in 2020 as an independent. He's also an actor and a producer. And, you know, the, a big case broke down yesterday um, with this FTX. And we're going to break that down a little bit. They, uh, they There's a what's called a superseding indictment, which is after you're originally charged with a crime, the government could come back in and charge you again. This young man, Sam Bankman Freed, uh, is the target of this prosecution. So we're going to talk about Sam Bankman-Fried and the FTX uh, exchange with a real expert on a Friday, but we'll keep it light as well. Um, But before we go to the light side, we'll do a little Padre Lose libation. Joni's not here. Um, She's home with her mom who, um, you know, Joni's like a big fan of these little dogs, these little yapping dogs. (laughs) Like, I'm not a fan of those dogs. I mean, I'm, I I appreciate the dog as a part of our world. I appreciate the um, the love, the unconditional love given by a dog. Um, I also appreciate the obligation of having and owning a dog. Uh, that's why I don't I don't really see that happening in in, in the Idala household anywhere in the near future. Even though Judge Josh, who's had dogs since 2000 um because i know i babysat for his puppy in 2000 um joni's dog needed to be babysat and joni who decides to go on vacation asks her and leave us high and dry poor alex and i you know i mean sam bellino's in one direction joni's in the other direction so she asks her mom to watch the dog and what do you think happens the dog gets under her feet, gets under the mom's feet. Good old mommy, a devoted Idala Petuna and Cummins listener here on the Idala Power Hour, takes a spill, get, gets a little damage. Nothing too bad, but damage enough that now Joni had to cancel her vacation and go and see her mom. So we're wishing mom a speedy recovery. And to that dog, what's the dog's name, Alex? Little Luna, I call her. Her name is Luna. She is really Luna. adorable. But I could see how she gets under people's feet, you know? Yeah, so. I call her Lulu, whatever it is. <laughs> whatever, man. Listen, different strokes are different strokes. I have my friend Frank from Staten Island. He, like, lives with, I don't know, seven cats with these crazy names. That I mean, I you know, you got a cat. You can't give the cat a name like, you know. I don't know, uh, Shadow or, or Muffin. I mean, he's like got 
Epistrophotomy is one of the names, and then these the, the cats have all kinds of diseases. And then you got Curtis Sliwa. <laughs> he lives where you want. How many cats does he have? 32, 33? He's I mean, out there getting more now, I think. Yeah, okay. Well, anyway, um, a speedy recovery to Joni's mom. Um, and the Murdoch trial was going on today, and people uh, were riveted to that. Even the young lawyers here in the office, they had it on their computer screens. And they um, were listening and watching, and I'm just going to see one of the um, little feedbacks from one of my friends who watched it said, the, pr- the prosecutor hasn't demanded even one yes or no answer of the defendant who's on the stand. The prosecutor has been horrible. The defendant has changed his entire story. New incontrol incontrovertible evidence puts the defendant at the scene of the murders, wrecked his own alibi, and forced him to completely change his story and his timeline. Yet, the witness seems to be owning the prosecutor. It's pathetic. So I wrote back uh, after court ended. So at the end of the day, at the end of these two days, who has the upper hand? Quote, the defendant had to change his timeline and his entire story, and the prosecutor did not destroy him. Could the defendants get a hung jury in this case? I say yes. So there you go. That's from someone who I trust who's been watching this case closer than I have. Uh, He's someone who knows a thing or two about the law. Um, And, um, again, we spoke about this, the, the torment of whether you put your client on the stand or not and whether it works or it doesn't work. And what I said was it often depends on the result. If you get the result you want, then it worked. It was a great idea. And if you don't get the result that that you want, well, it was a bad idea. Um, so that case has been the most recent that I recall to really capture us since, I guess, the police officer in um, the George Floyd case uh, went on trial. But that was kind of a foregone conclusion as to what the verdict was going to be there. That's the kind of case, a trial that we call a slow plea. So when someone knows they're guilty and they take a plea, um, you know, it's, it happens relatively quickly. Uh, the actual plea itself takes minutes. Um, but when the prosecutor does not offer a plea bargain, that's acceptable. Sometimes the defense attorneys in a position say, listen, you know, well, let, let's give it a shot. Hypothetically, if it's a murder case and the prosecutor says, OK, here's your offer. I'll offer you 24 years to life. And the maximum they can get is 25 years to life. So there are some cases where the defendant says, listen, I'll take it to trial. Who knows? Who knows what happens? Two jurors decide they think they find reasonable doubt in something. As my friend just texted, maybe it's a hung jury. When it's a hung jury for the prosecutor, a lot of times things can go wrong the second time. Or certain witnesses just don't want to be bothered, don't want to testify the second time. And now all of a sudden a a plea offer that was 24 to life becomes 18 to life. And, uh, you know, that's a tremendous difference. Um, Before we bring on um, Brock Pierce... I who's going to talk to us a little bit about this case and, and a lot of it about cryptocurrency on a Friday evening to keep things um, interesting. And he's a great guest. He's been on the show before. He's a good friend of any IGG. Um, I had an unbelievable night last night, like magical night last night. And he, the most one of the most magical parts of this was absolutely spontaneous. And it's going to I will talk to you about the the household names who I was spending time with and how it was all very down to earth and how it all unfolded. But we will do all of that um, after we speak to Brock Pierce um, on, a, on a little bit of a lighter note. I see the songs that um, my man Alex has set up for us to play today. And um, a pup, couple of them are from the police and it made me look up, and the police is a band that I love. And I was just looking at UK charts. Now, I have to look up the U- US charts, but Alex, um, you said that it's the anniversary of them releasing the song Roxanne, right? Yes, yes, States. yes, it is. So the highest it went in the UK was number 12 on the charts, but their first, and that's their second uh, release, and that was in um, in the UK. Their first release was in 1978. 
in the UK, Can't Stand Losing You. And that went to number two in the charts, their very first show, their very first song went to number two on the charts. But here are the police's big hits. Can't Stand Losing You, Roxanne, Message in a Bottle, Walking on the Moon, So Lonely, which live is like one of my favorite, favorite all-time songs. Actually, when I was on Imus, and they would ask you your top five songs, So Lonely Live was one of my five songs. Don't Stand So Close to Me, da-da-da-da-da-da, Every Little Thing She Does Is Magic, Every Breath You Take, Absolutely, Wrapped Around Your Fingers, Synchronicity 2, King of Pain, don't Stand So Close to Me, 86. Didn't really go that high on the charts. And that's kind of when they wound down, man. 1986 was their last big hit. All right. We're going to come back with Brock Pierce. And then after Brock Pierce, you're going to hear about a special, special night. And then we're going to have Padre Lou lose libation. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Many doctors and specialists recommend eating a diet rich in fruits and vegetables because they are scientifically proven to provide your body with numerous benefits. Inside each fruit and vegetable are thousands of nutrients known as phytochemicals. They help to keep your cells strong and healthy. For years, scientists have isolated certain phytochemicals, creating artificial vitamins. But phytochemicals need to work together, and isolating them can have harmful effects. Only by eating whole fruits and vegetables can you get all the phytochemicals working together in harmony. At Balance of Nature, we understand this. That is why we use whole, natural produce in our products, providing your body with all the nutrition it needs on a daily basis. See why people all across the world are taking Balance of Nature by going to balanceofnature.com or call 1-800-2468-751. And don't forget to get 35% off your first order as a preferred customer by using discount code ANSWER. Let me talk to you about our friends at Connors and Sullivan. You know, you've been hearing me say for 14 months that planning for your future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Come on, folks. This is elementary stuff. I know it's Friday night. I know maybe you're sitting in traffic or you're already home. Maybe you're pouring yourself a little libation. God bless you. Maybe you're preparing dinner. Maybe you're eating dinner. The time to plan is now. Make a little note and say, you know what? Idala's right. Let's call Connors and Sullivan on Monday morning. You can call them now, or you can do it Monday morning. Or you can go on the website, connorsandsullivan.com. But the goal of Connors and Sullivan is really just to protect you and sometimes, more importantly, those you leave behind. They've been doing this for 40 years. Asset protection, looking over your estate, making sure everything is done the right way, basically to avoid probate, to avoid extraordinary taxes. You can visit them for a no-obligation free consultation. Call Connors and Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website at connorsandsullivan.com. And don't forget, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. On the day I was born, the nurses all gathered round. They gazed in wide wonder at the joy they had found. The head nurse spoke up, said, leave this one alone. She could tell right away that I was bad, bad to the bone. bone. Bad to the bone. Now, I don't know. I mean, I love this song, George Thurgood. I'm not sure if our next guest is bad to the bone. I mean, he's bad in the in the good sense of the word bad, meaning he's... He's intelligent, he's experienced, he's got wisdom, he's got knowledge. But is Brock Pierce the man when it comes to Bitcoin, the chairman of the Bitcoin Foundation, one of the world's leading authorities on cryptocurrency? Is he bad to the bone? Well, right now on the Author Idola Power Hour, you're going to find out. Without further ado, Brock Pierce. Welcome back to the show, sir. 
Well, thank you for having me, and uh, uh, good evening, everyone. Well, wh- what's the verdict, Brock? Are you bad to the bone? Or? Well, I mean, bad in a good way. <laughs> all right, all right, I got it. Uh, uh, ba- ba- bad, I think, perhaps in the sense that that song is written, yeah, and... Uh, uh, what an intro. Thank you. <laughs> oh, the pleasure is all mine. So, you know, I was talking to Joan and our producer here, and I said, you know, this case has been in the news nonstop now, the case of Sam Bankman-Fried. And uh, in the world that I live in, in the Southern District of New York, I mean, it's a big, big case. I know the lawyers on it. I know the prosecutors. On it, I know the private investigator, Jimmy Hawkins, on it. So, um, you know, but there's many of us, Brock Pierce, that, that really have not wrapped our brain around cryptocurrency and what that all means and and how it all works. And is it real? Is it not real? Is it a scam? Is it dangerous? Is it, is it uh, on its way up and I'm missing some kind of a, a way to accumulate wealth? So you've been on before and you've educated us before. But that was when we were a little baby show. Now we're a real big show. And I would love to tap into your brain once again. And you could uh, give us a little lay of the land, number one, with where we are right now with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. And number two, what's going on with this case with Sam Bankman-Fried and the FTX exchange? Well, uh, definitely want to make a clear distinction that FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried are not cryptocurrency. Um, But to go to the first question, technology is changing the world in which we live. You know, the Internet has affected everything, your smartphones, your smart TVs. There's there's no question that technology is changing the world in which we live. And cryptocurrency or more importantly, uh, the blockchain, the technology that makes cryptocurrency possible. Think of the blockchain as the operating system like that, which is in your phone. And think of Bitcoin as the first application, uh, the, the first use case. Is it the future? Uh, well, I, I think that's. Uh, clearly the case consensus has been made, whether you're talking to big tech, whether you're talking to big banks, whether you're talking to academia, venture capitalists, you know, consensus is there. There is no question that this technology has an important role to play in our future, um, but it's still early, you know, a lot like the Internet in the early days. And depending upon what bets you make, uh, you may win some or you may lose it all. Um, and so. Um, I don't encourage people to invest in cryptocurrency. I encourage people to invest in themselves, to invest in your own knowing. Okay, uh, so what, what does that mean, yet, go, buy, yeah, go, go buy $20 worth of Bitcoin. You know, it's a, it's a few cups of coffee or it's, uh, or it's a dinner. And that's a lot less than a college education is going to teach you, uh, uh, cost you. And uh, what it teaches you may be worth, uh, you know, arguably more in some ways. It's imagine if someone started telling you about the the Internet and the power of email back when you used to use stamps and uh, and write letters and the amount of well, time that, yeah. it would save you. OK, and so, Brock, let me just interrupt things. you. So you go buy twenty dollars worth of Bitcoin so that you begin to understand what it's all about. And that's at that point, that's as much as you have to lose. And if you decide that this isn't for you, then, uh, you know, you do that in your own knowing. But if nothing else, you're making an investment in your own future, your own knowing, so that you can make informed decisions for yourself. So your point is with the $20 is if you have like, a, you know, a minimal investment, something, you know, you, that, that's just going to keep your attention, you will uh, learn enough. Um, or it'll force you or motivate you to learn about the, the world of cryptocurrency. Is that the point? Yeah, well, in, in the future, you're going to need some training. So more than anything else, it's, it's making sure that you understand what it is and how it works. You don't just go invest a bunch of money into something that you don't understand. The first you know, step in the process is to the, the, the beginning of your own understanding of what it is and how it works and how to use it safely so that you don't lose your money, you know, by accidentally letting the wallet fall out on the, the New York subway. You know, you're going to need a little training before you put any meaningful amount of money into anything. And you know, you before you start to... buying stocks in the stock market, you should learn, you know, how the stock market works. I mean, just a sequence of events, uh, crawl or learn before you walk. So uh, are you allowed, uh, I don't want you to violate any uh, federal regulations, are you allowed to give people some idea, like what, what, what's a good way to just 
figuring out what cryptocurrency is all about? Is there a, a website, a book? Is there cryptocurrency for dummies out there? Is there lecture series? Yeah, there's tons of stuff. And uh, the, the first thing, and you know, if you want to see what it's where it all began, uh, you just look up the Bitcoin white paper. Uh, that's the original document. That might be too much for most people. Uh, but you can go to YouTube, watch some videos. We all learn differently. You know, some people like to read. Some people want long form content. Some people want short form, short, short form content. Some people want to jump onto Twitter and, and follow people. So to each their own, know yourself and how you learn. And if you're a YouTuber, go to YouTube. If you're a Twitter person, go to Twitter. If you're, uh, you know, someone that reads, go and do some Google searches. It's all out there. And if you start looking into something and it doesn't resonate with you, it doesn't uh, connect with you, just skip to the next thing until you find something. Um, and the only thing I warn you is uh, once you take the orange pill, as we like to say, uh, the rabbit hole runs deep. Uh, 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 it's going to cause you to start asking a lot of questions and, and, and become aware of things that you, you may not understand just yet, like the nature of money. What is it? Everybody knows they need it, kind of like oxygen. You breathe it. Um, but once you start to understand the nature of the world in which you live, it's it's uh, 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 this may you may embark upon a uh, a journey of learning that uh, uh, you can't it scares you can't the, it scares the right scares the living pants off you. So let's talk about a specific case that can scare people who just are looking at the the world of crypto from afar. And you see, there was something called the FTX exchange. And it was, I believe it was a crypto trading and derivatives platform. And it was founded by this young man. He's an MIT graduate, Sam Bankman Freed. Um, and the FTX exchange initially, or I think it was supposed to be a centralized platform where people could store and trade cryptocurrencies. But now it's fallen apart. And this young man has been charged with a ton of federal crimes that'll face they'll be facing decades in jail. So Brock Pierce, what do we uh how could you educate our listeners about this? Well, fraud is fraud and he was just indicted uh with additional accounts uh, additional counts today. Um fraud has existed for, you know, probably nearly the beginning of time uh where when you have an asymmetry of information where some people know more than others. They try to take advantage of that knowledge. Uh, perhaps they don't operate with integrity. Maybe it's naivety. Maybe they're just bad actors. And yes, a lot of people have gotten hurt uh, in this process, but it's very important to know that FTX is an exchange. It's a place where people went to exchange their cryptocurrency. Um, it's not uh, a blockchain business. It's not directly a crypto business. Its product is the buying and selling of cryptocurrency, but it is very much kind of like uh, an unregulated version of uh, PayPal or a bank. It is not at its core a cryptocurrency uh, company, even though that may be the product that it was um, uh, generating its revenue from and the market of users that it was trying to attract. And what happened there is they'd get, they had billions and billions of dollars of customer deposits and similar perhaps to a, a Bernie Madoff uh, not necessarily a Ponzi scheme, but uh, uh, the misappropriation of customer deposits. They told you your deposits were safe, and it turned out they were giving those deposits to an affiliated organization called Alameda, a market maker or a trading firm, and it was borrowing their customers' money uh, to move it over to another project where it was uh, perhaps able to front-run trade and profit, and Sam Bankman Fried owed 90% of that, and they were taking obscene amounts of risk, taking risk uh, uh, without good governance, without proper risk management or controls, with money they were not supposed to be using, and they ultimately lost it all, or not all, but uh, enough of it to the point that it became bankrupt or insolvent and a million plus customers have been hurt. Tens of millions of people around the world have been impacted by the impact that had on the market. And it's a terrible event. And, you know, he's been uh, indicted with many, many, many counts. I imagine if you add them all up, he's looking at, you know, more than life in prison, probably won't get that. Uh, but he's in for a whole world of hurt. But it's important to, again, distinguish that what Sam did 
has been going on long before cryptocurrency, bad actors doing bad things, uh, and it's not directly anything to do with uh, uh, with crypto itself. Well, it's been going on, when sp- we're speaking to Brock Pierce uh, about the world of crypto and Bitcoin and digital currency. I mean, it's been going on in Wall Street, in the Wall Street area for, <laughs> you know, a lot longer than I'm alive. <clears throat> so, but, you know, what they've done with Wall Street over the years is obviously there's the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission, there's FINRA. What kind of regulation currently, Brock Pierce, is there over the world of cryptocurrency? What kind of federal regulation to keep a check on people? So there's a tremendous amount of regulation that already exists, but these are not regulations for the most part that were created bespoke or tailored to this new call it the future of finance in this this emerging industry. So it's a lot of old regulation. So uh, uh, people or businesses operating in this space are are doing their best to be compliant with old laws that are not designed specifically for this industry. And obviously, everything that happened here with FTX and Sam Bankman-Fried has definitely moved the regulatory conversation to, you know, uh, uh, to the front of the line. And it's uh, it's very active. I was actually just in New Jersey last week uh, in the state house because the New Jersey uh, state assembly uh, or house passed uh, their cryptocurrency laws unanimously, really good laws on the surface. It's in the state Senate right now. I was there um, uh, educating the uh, the New Jersey state Senate uh, because they're trying to figure out how to regulate it properly in a way that it is protecting the, the public interest while at the same time driving economic development and creating jobs and revenue uh, for the state of New Jersey. I'm very um, pleased by the, uh, uh, the intentions of the legislators there to work with the private sector in, in a way where they can get the legislation right so that they, they get all the good things that can come of it while mitigating you know, uh, the bad as much as one can. Uh, New York, unfortunately, is quite the opposite. I don't want to you know, uh, uh, speak poorly, but they, they passed some regulations very early on. And those regulations, perhaps because they were too soon, were not done well. And as a result of it, New Yorkers are, are actually the only part of the United States that has limited access to these products and services. And it's caused a lot of, uh, call it the future of finance. Um, and, and these startups that have generated hundreds of billions of dollars of enterprise value uh, to move to other parts of the country or leaving the country. So I am happy that New Jersey is making steps in the right direction. Hopefully that uh, um, causes New York to do some of the right things. And I hope that uh, from a federal perspective that we're slow, we're the United States of America. Uh, we've got 50 sandboxes and some territories in the District of Columbia. I would love to see this happen at a state level first. Let them experiment with the many different uh, potential solutions to this. And once we've figured it out, do it at a federal level. I'm, a, I'm personally of the opinion that we're living through the fourth industrial revolution. And getting this right is imperative to our future. America is the capital of innovation. This is important. And uh, I, I firmly support America wow. staying in that position. Sounds like uh, candidate Brock Pierce. but Well done. I, I loved your summary. We, we ran out of time, Brock, but I really appreciate you coming on and educating us a little bit. And I don't know, maybe I got to take 200 bucks. Maybe I'll take two, th- two maybe I'm not 20 bucks. I'll take 200 bucks and, uh, you know, I'll give it to my 16 year old Luca and tell him, listen, let's figure out this, uh, this whole cryptocurrency thing together. I think that's right. the right approach. Start All small, right, bro. learn, and then make be- make decisions as you go. Thank you so much. Have a great, great weekend. I appreciate you jumping back on with us. All right, folks, we are going to take a quick break. And don't go anywhere because um, you're going to want to hear about my night last night. It was it was a lot of fun. Uh, so we'll take a quick break. We'll be right back. Hey, Kevin McCullough, tonight it's fun and lots and lots of food. We're going to review sushi restaurants, diners, and even the entire fireman hospitality group chain with a new opening. You're not going to want to miss it. You might be hungry by the end of the show. It's uh, Radio Night Live tonight at 7. 
You're smart, you're busy, and don't have time to waste on the mainstream media cycle. Salem News Channel breaks that cycle. Topics that matter from hosts worth watching. Dinesh D'Souza, Andrew Wilkow, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. Salem News Channel, not like the other guys. Watch anytime on any screen, free, 24-7. Find everything you need to know at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. Dennis Prager here. Visit the Holy Land with me and inspiration cruises and tours. No other trip will be like it. The Stand with Israel tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit standwithisraeltour.com. So you guys have been listening to me talking about Plaza College, court reporting, court reporting, court reporting, and you all know that that's an awesome career, but... Plaza College gives you other opportunities as well because they've been around since 1916. And not only do they have the School of Court Reporting, but they have four other schools of study, including their new School of Nursing. The accelerated Bachelor of Science in Nursing program can be completed in just 16 months. Students complete their curriculum in the new Center for Healthcare Simulation on Plaza's campus and within the best hospital systems in New York City. Plaza also has a dental hygiene program with a 20-chair community clinic. Students work on live patients under the supervision of a dentist. It is incredible. If you want additional information regarding the programs I mentioned or Plaza's other areas of study, like the School of Business and Paralegal Studies or the School of Allied Health, just visit their website at plazacollege.edu. That's plaza, P-L-A-Z-A, college.edu. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. My name is Imran Ansari, and I lead the Civil Litigation Division of Idala, Bertuna & Kamins, the preeminent New York litigation law firm. The tires screech, the impact is felt. Boom, you've just been in a car accident. It's a scary situation that none of us want to experience. But if you have been injured in a car accident, then you may be entitled to significant monetary compensation for your injuries. It's important you speak to an attorney right away to make sure your rights are protected. Myself and our team of experienced trial attorneys will never settle for less than what you deserve. We are always ready to go to court to fight for you and seek justice. So if you or a loved one have been injured in an accident, don't delay. Call Idala Bertuna and Kamen at 212-486-0011. That's 212-486-0011. Or visit us on the web at idalalaw.com. Idalalaw.com. Idala Bertuna and Kamen's fighting for justice, fighting for you. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. Well, we're not in Brooklyn, but we're pretty close. Although I am going to Brooklyn after this show. Um, so, thank you, Brock Pierce. Thank you, Alex. Um, last night. <clears throat> Did the show live right till the very end. Came out of the office. It was buzzing. Unlike right now where I believe I'm in the whole suite all by myself. Because um, as I'm doing the show, people come coming in and waving goodbye. Um, Diana's home putting the final touches on the Ghislaine Maxwell appeal. Um, so I will, a former guest on the show, Fred Cerullo, who is the president of the Grand Central Terminal Alliance, which is like a business improvement district uh, organization. He had invited me to come to, uh, they have like a taste of New York, and they take over Cipriani and on 42nd Street and all the different restaurants put out a table. Earlier yesterday, uh, I remembered that Geraldo Rivera was going to be in town from his home in Cleveland to do some Fox stuff. And some personal stuff. So I had texted him. I texted him early yesterday morning. Hey, are you around? I was actually in the shower yesterday, and I heard the phone ringing, and it was Geraldo. And he and I have the relationship and the friendship and the respect I have that when Geraldo's calling, you step out of the shower and you take the call, which I did. And he told me he was going to have dinner with his daughter last night, and then he could meet me for a drink afterwards, maybe around 8.15, which is perfect. I figured I'd get out of the show quickly, which I didn't, run over to the Taste of New York, and then um, go meet Uncle Geraldo for a quick libation, and then come back to the office and work, because 
which is probably what I'm going to do tonight because I have all of this work. I just have stuff that I need to read and outline and organize and critique a little bit. So um, everything seems to be working out well. I tell Geraldo, let meet me at the Campbell apartment. It used to be called the Campbell apartment. Now it's called the Campbell bar, which is right in the entrance of the Grand Central Station, Grand Central Terminal, right on Vanderbilt Street, right off of 40, 40 Deuce. So I'm going to be right across the street at uh, at Cipriani doing a taste of New York with Fred Cerullo. And then I just walk right over and meet Uncle Geraldo. So I go in to the taste of New York. I see a bunch of people I know. Juliet Papa from 1010 Winds is there. Uh, the former chief of department, uh, Terry O'Neill, is there. I was talking to him. And there's my buddy, um, Uncle Josh and Uncle Mike. And they're there. And, um, uh, and obviously Fred Cerullo there. And there's... I don't know, 500 people there is all of these great restaurants and they all have these little bites that you could taste. I mean, it's not the ideal way to eat dinner, but it is the ideal way of eating the best of the best of all these little restaurants. Um, they're not little restaurants. They're major 42nd Street, 45th Street, 54th Street restaurants. And so I'm, I'm eating everything. And, and Josh says to me, Art, you know, you just missed the mayor. The mayor was just here. I was like, really? He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes, I went over. I said hello to him. And I said, I'm my dollar's friend. He goes, oh, I love Arthur. Okay, that's great. So um, all of a sudden, I look down, and it's like 10 after 8. And I'm like, oh, no. So I call Geraldo, and he goes, oh, I'll, be, I'll meet you at the bar in five minutes. Okay. So I say to Josh, I got to go. And he's there with Mike. And uh, Josh goes, you know, I don't have work tomorrow. He goes, uh, you know, can I? Tag along? I'm like, absolutely. And this guy is my closest friend. I'm like, absolutely. Tag along. So we um, uh, go across. Oh, I go to get my coat. Ready for this? Now, Cipriani is a pretty well-oiled oiled machine. I give him my coat ticket. And now other people are giving their to- coat tickets, and they're coming back up. They're coming back up. Now I'm standing there. I'm like, okay. And now Geraldo sends me a text. I'm here. So now I have Geraldo waiting at the bar. And I don't know why I'm waiting for my coat. It dawns on me, you know, the mayor was here. Let me shoot the mayor a text. I shoot the mayor a text. Hey, Mr. Mayor, I just missed you at Cipriani. Sorry, I missed you. I said, by the way, I'm going to meet Geraldo for a drink, if you're anywhere around. Um, three minutes goes by. I'm waiting for this coat. Everyone's putting their coat in. And I'm like, and all of a sudden I get a text back from the mayor. Where? Now, I don't see this because I'm stressing about the coat because now I'm stressing about Geraldo waiting for me all alone in a bar. Um, and then I get three question marks from the, the mayor. I don't see that either. And he says, I'm about to leave the area. Um, are you guys hanging out? And so now I got to go to a supervisor to get my coat. And now I answer the mayor. I said, yeah, we're going there. And then he's like, when? And so I finally get the coat. I'm literally running across the street. We walk into the Campbell apartment, and let me tell you, anyone who thinks Geraldo is not a legitimate Class A celebrity is absolutely wrong. Uh, I walked in. The manager was, like, kissing my butt that I brought Geraldo Rivera there. Um, So many fans, from young to older than I am, wanted pictures with him. It was great. So we're sitting there, and I don't hear from the mayor again. And then all of a sudden my text comes up and says, See you guys soon. What does that mean when the mayor of the city of New York says, see you guys soon? Does soon mean like, sorry, I can't see you this time. I'll see you soon. Like, I'll see you next time. Okay, whatever. Geraldo's got to go to the bathroom. We go to the bathroom. We come back. Geraldo's a little unsteady on his feet because he put his motorcycle down and he injured himself. His big Harley. Um, And then Uncle Josh looks at me. He says, uh, here's the mayor. The mayor's walking in. And so Mayor Adams walks in, and it's me, Uncle Josh, Uncle Geraldo, and Eric Adams. And we sat there for, I don't I don't know, I don't want to make up numbers, but from like quarter to nine to 11, maybe, something like that. It was like a solid two hours. And as much as I talk, as much as I talk on this show, uh, I was just trying to um, moderate because Geraldo and the mayor know each other for years, like going back to the, to the late 70s, I guess. And, um, yeah, I think when Eric just became a cop, so whatever that was, maybe in the 80s. Um, but 
I was very surprised how much Mayor Eric Adams knew about Geraldo Rivera's like history way before that, going into the 60s and the 70s when Geraldo was a lawyer, when he was an assistant district attorney, how he represented a, a gr- gang called the Young Lords. And, I mean, Josh and I just looked at each other, and I don't know if he said it to me or I said it to him, and we said, you know, like, this is a Scalia moment because the first time I took Josh to Washington, D.C. to meet Justice Scalia, Justice Scalia happened to be in an exceptionally good mood, and he gave us a personal tour of the whole Supreme Court, which was like a magical moment. This was also a magical moment for two reasons. Number one, I'm sitting here with Geraldo Rivera, who is a international superstar, besides being one of my closest friends now, um, and and Eric Adams, the mayor of the city of New York, who's, I don't care what you say about him, his politics, he's the mayor of the city of New York, and me and my best buddy. Um, and we just had a great time. And then I, I was checking in on my team, because I knew they were working, especially Diana, uh, who's working on the the Maxwell appeal. So she, I, she, I call her to see if she's okay. I step away and she's like, yeah, I'm in Grand Central. I'm going to the train to go home. I was like, no, you're not. So I pull her in and she comes and sits with us. Then um, uh, John Esposito and Imran and Jacarino were still in the office. I texted them and they came over. And then at the end of the whole Taste of New York thing, Fred Cerullo walks over there and comes and sits with us. We had this big table and all I can tell you, uh, I'm not giving up any secrets, but the mayor cares deeply about this city, as you would imagine. Geraldo pledged his undying support. Uh, the mayor works very, very hard. When we all hugged and kissed goodbye, he said, I'll be up at 5 a.m., you know, getting back to the city business. And it was a really special night. And I got a couple of really good pictures from him that we'll post probably next week. All right, we're going to come back. We're going to do a little Padre Lose Libation. We'll hang out with Alex, and then we will send you off into the weekend on a high note. Don't go anywhere. This is Dottie Herman, host of Ion Real Estate on AM 970, The Answer. Listen. I just discovered a new line of skincare products that I have to tell you about. I have tried many products that have been on the market for many years. So that's why I'm so excited about Hemp Leaf. The Vanilla Passion Skin Cream is soft and the scent is so calming. The feel of my skin, well, it's just amazing. It's not at all greasy and I can feel my skin perking up. The black soap was the most amazing surprise. It's smooth and creamy and makes my skin feel soft and hydrated. I am really looking forward to trying the rest of the product line and sharing my thoughts with you. Visit us at www.hempleaf.com. That's www.hemplief.com. Enter the word Dottie at checkout and receive 10% off. You're going to love it. From the creators of I Can Only Imagine comes Jesus Revolution. If you look a little deeper, if you look with love, you'll see an entire generation searching for all the right things, just in all the wrong places. Based on a true revolution. You're going to need a bigger church. Jesus Revolution. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now play. Go to JesusRevolution.movie. So you want to talk about a dynamic duo? How about Joe Piscopo and Steve Perillo teaming up to create a special offer to our AM 970 family, a special Perillo tour with Joe Piscopo in attendance, leading the charge three nights in Rome, all those important sites you'll get under your belt, the Vatican, the Coliseum, the forum, as well as that special dinner performance by Joe Piscopo. Then you fly to Sicilia and spend three nights in Taromina, Taromina, um, you're going to go on that Godfather tour and visit the towns where they shot some of the movie. And then you're going to enjoy a once-in-a-lifetime wine tasting on Mount Etna, uh, the most active volcano in Europe. Then on to Palermo for three more nights before you fly home. And Palermo is beautiful. The city's beautiful. The towns around it are fantastic. 
Rome and Sicily. What a great customized trip. When are the dates? October 18th to 28th. And believe it or not, they'll be here before you know it. A Perillo tour is a stress-free, escorted vacation where you don't lift a finger, you just enjoy. Call today, 1-800-431-1515. That's 1-800-431-1515. Or go to perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970, The Answer. He can play the honky-tonk like anything. Saving it up. Alex, why are you Friday playing one of my favorite songs? Because we talk about it and it's a Friday night. All right. All right. I got you. Um, Sultans of Swing, their first, the song that made Dire Straits. So, here we go. Cold read of Padre Lou's Friday Libation. In recognition of the one-year anniversary of the cataclysmic invasion of Ukraine, Padre Lou offers this libation. Oh, boy, this is going to make you feel good. Into your ice-filled mixing glass, pour one ounce each of gin, le lait, le lait blanc. Josh is a big fan of that. Orange-based liqueur, again with the orange-based liqueur, like triple sec or Grand Maillet. So gin, le lait blanc, and the Grand Maillet or triple sec, and a whole ounce of, of lemon juice, all right? Or maybe some lemon juice. But it says one ounce each, gin, le lait, Grand Maillet, and if you're a Scalia textualist, it says lemon juice. So that would mean a whole ounce of lemon juice. But I can't imagine that. That would say squeeze half a lime, lemon in there. And ready for, now now we're going to tell you, there's a twist here. Then into your pre-chilled cocktail glass, first pour a tiny bit of an anise-based liqueur, like absinthe or sambuca, and just coat the inside of the glass before straining the mixture in. You know what you call that, Uncle Angelo told me? It's called an inside-out. So if you go and order just a regular martini, and you say you want an inside-out martini, that means they're just putting the vermouth in the glass, they swirl the glass with it and throw it out. So the, the vermouth is inside and out. So here Padre is telling you to get some absinthe or sambuca and do it inside out. And then pour in the gin, the Lille Blanc, the Grand Marnier, and the lemon juice. you got to strain it in there, make sure nothing like one of that ice cubes fall in there. You sip, savor, and swallow Padre's, ready for this, bombshell libation. And ponder that maybe a bombshell full should fall on someone's head, knocking some sense into him to end this senseless and horrendous carnage. And then say a prayer for all of those suffering. And I will tell you today, I did see uh, on the television screen some very recent photos of Ukraine. And boy, oh boy, uh, it's, you know, the reason why we're able to get caught up and being people being called they and them and him and her and she and her and whatever. And like we could be so caught up with people's like individual rights is because we live in such a peaceful environment. Um, if we were in Ukraine, the last thing you care about is whether you're being called by a particular pronoun or not. You'd be running for shelter, running for, for cover. I mean, uh, my dad and Luca and I watched Saving Private Ryan, which is about World War II. And there you see the French family living in their own, like, beautiful little apartment with their two little kids, little kids, the little girls, maybe she's six or seven, and the son who's like two or three. And all of a sudden a bomb falls on the house. And the father is begging, begging the soldiers, please take my daughter, take my daughter to safety. And one of the, the soldiers is interesting. He's portrayed as an Italian-American soldier. He takes the daughter. And Tom Hanks, who's the sergeant, I'm sorry, the captain, starts screaming, give that child back, give that child back. We can't take kids. And the the the, the, the um, private says, no, no, Captain. She reminds me of my niece. I have to save her. I have to save her. And Hanks rips the girl out of his hands out of the, the, the soldier's hands, hands it back to the father, and there's a sniper up in the tower who then shoots and kills the private who tried to rescue the little girl. But you look at those families, and it's hard not to think of what happened a year ago today when Ukraine, when it all with the bombing started. 
because there are people who live there who had lives just like us, who lived regular, you know, middle class, upper middle class lives. And all of a sudden that's all destroyed and whose fault that is and, and whether negotiation should have happened before bombs were dropped whether America should have had a stronger force, whether uh, presence, whether the uh, the EU should have been more involved, whether Putin's a nut job or he's not a nut job. Um, there are people a lot smarter than I am who could figure that out. But what you don't need to figure it out is that a place is being destroyed and families are being destroyed and the trajectory of people's lives are being decimated. And I guess as Padre Lou put this in my ear, um, you know, or, or in my brain, you know, we should um, we should think of those folks and say a prayer for them. On this, the first sun, the first Friday of Lent. I hope no one's eaten any meat. All of us Catholics, I didn't. I had a little piece of fish for lunch, and even last night with all the boys, I you know, I I cheated a little here in the office when I was doing the show. Everyone's drinking wine. They're all re- opening up red wine. God bless. Diana says it helps her write better. I stewed, but then when I was with the gentleman last night. Um, they were ordering drinks and, 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 uh, well, at least the Geraldo and Josh were. So I said, uh, okay, I'll have a, um, I'll have a Campari and soda, which is like a pretty much a light, light, light drink, but it's cheating. Uh, and by the way, I did invite my friend Frank from Staten Island to come and pop in, but nope, he was too busy prepping his big show, big national international show, but you know, he can't say I didn't ask. All right. So, uh, what are we doing? Big Alex. Well, we're going to end tonight with Rapid Pulse, and I'm glad you uh, mentioned the libration because I was curious, but you, did, uh, you, you didn't do too much, which is good. That's a good thing. I, I think you're fine. I think you're fine. All right. Thank you. Um, and I believe and it's appropriate. We're going to just end with a song called Hold On to the Night. Um, Joan will be here on Monday. I have, I have a little obligation Monday evening, but I'll be back for the rest of the week. But it'll be live programming Monday night. Um, so tune in. Have a great weekend. Be safe. Enjoy the cold weather. It's great. Winter's almost over. And listen to Glenn. Who's doing play the harmonica? Harp. I was going to say, who's doing the harmonica? My boy, Chris Glenn. My buddy since we're four years old. My bestie, bestie. So let it roll. From Arthur Idala on the Power Hour on AM 970, The Answer. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.